In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. These readings we have for Mass these, this weekend is magnificent because if we are gearing ourselves more, as we are as Catholics, to grow closer to our Lord Jesus Christ, to overall grow in virtue and holiness on that path of sainthood, these readings hit home. There are two things we should really take away on that journey from these readings. One of them is the virtue of humility. And the second one is almsgiving. And more correctly, I would say, the power of almsgiving. As we heard in the gospel, our Lord is giving this parable about a wedding banquet. And for us to not sit ourselves at the highest seat of honor because there might be someone more important than ourselves invited to the same wedding. And of course, the embarrassment of having to shift seats to a lower position. He emphasizes this further when he says, For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Humility is something that seems to be kind of on the decline, for sure, in our contemporary day and age. But people have asked me from time to time in my years as a young priest, how can I grow in humility? And there are different methods. One of the straightforward ones is that litany of humility. But there is also a method that was proposed over a thousand years ago by Saint Benedict, the Saint Benedict, the famous one who developed what's called Western monasticism, what we know nowadays as monks living in monasteries and the like. His is a 12-step process. It was actually the first 12-step process before Alcoholics Anonymous with their 12 steps. This is all in the bulletin, the 12 steps I'm about to give you, but I'm gonna go through them quickly. And I hope that maybe, whether you're here today or you take the bulletin home with you, you take one of those steps, just one, that sticks out for you in particular with what's going on in your life, and you can say, this is one I can easily use, isolate, or an area I can see, yes, I need to improve upon this. But this is amazing, I tell you, because whenever you grow in humility, you become more genuine, more authentic, more of your real self as God created you to be without all the messiness of our pride getting in the way, us displaying what we want people to see about ourselves. Instead, what does God want you to present to people around you? Here is St. Benedict's 12 steps. Some of these are straightforward. First, obeying all of God's commandments. In other words, act like God is God. And we're not. Number two, don't bother to please yourself. This sounds a little weird at first, but hear, out, hear it out. In other words, whatever your inclination is to please yourself, go against that, go the opposite direction, so as to seek the lower place. This becomes easier to see with children. Start teaching them early not to please themselves, but to please others. Because for one thing, it does foster peace in the family. Another thing, it leads to real happiness, that us being wanting to give of ourselves, to sacrifice out of love for the other, that is what he's getting at here, to not bother to please ourselves, but rather to please the other, to be out of love for them, out of sacrificial love for them. Next, obedience to your superior. This is easy to see with like children in their house looking up to their parents or their guardians. Next, patient and quiet perseverance of everything inflicted on you by others. In other words, no complaining. 
That's tough. <laughs> no complaining. Next, humble and thorough confession, the sacrament of confession of your sins and faults. There is nothing more humbling than and humiliating than the sacrament of confession. Indeed, it brings us down to our knees to say what we've done wrong, to acknowledge those faults before God Almighty, and then, of course, lovingly to receive his mercy. Next, the acceptance of crude and harsh tasks. Next, and this one's important, to not only confess that you are inferior to others, that other people are better than you, but really believe it in your heart. In this sense, we're trying to say is, you see other people's virtues, and you can acknowledge fully, they're better than me at patience, at perseverance, at faithfulness, at trust, and the like. The next one, having a strict observance of life. So this is kind of this is geared towards monks in the monastery, but we can definitely apply something similar for ourselves in our own lives. Having a strict manner of life, a rule of life, such as you know when you get up in the morning, you know when you eat breakfast, you know when you're going to pray, you know when you're going to, going to come to church, yes, on the weekends, but you push yourself to go maybe an extra time during the week. You know when you're going to fast during the week, you know when you're going to give some form of penance and the like, some strict form of life because, my friends, when we have a strict rule of life, it helps us to grow in virtue, to grow in holiness, to grow in becoming a saint. If it's way too lax, then it becomes so easy for temptation and sin to come in. That's what the devil wants. He wants us to be way too relaxed because then it becomes easier for him to cause us to do evil. Next, the practice of silence. Only speak when necessary. People who never stop talking are usually not very humble because, because they think what they have to say is so important that everyone needs to hear it. Next, restraint from laughter and frivolity. It's not saying cut out all laughter and the like. It's not saying that. It's saying it's an easy temptation to draw attention to ourselves. If we're constantly cracking jokes and constantly wanting to participate, so to speak, in laughter all the time, it's a sense of, okay, we need to practice some restraint here, some restraint so as to not draw attention to ourselves. Next, speaking few words, simply and seriously. So being a person of few words can indeed be an act of humility, an act of restraint. So in other words, we say the words that need to be said and we refrain from saying those. We're kind of like, yeah, you know, it really doesn't need to be said in this conversation. And the last one now, the last one. Showing humility in your heart and in your appearance and actions, both interiorly and exteriorly. Humility on all fronts of your person, interiorly and exteriorly. Now, we grow in humility more and more if we follow some method like St. Benedict's. As we grow more in humility, we start to see more and more our true selves for who we really are. And we start to see and recognize more the sins we commit in our life. Now, people do ask, what do I do? I've committed sins from my past, and I am definitely sorry for them. And some of us, we've gone to confession. If you haven't, I recommend, do indeed go to confession. But nonetheless, I've done something in the past. I'm feel so bad about it, I want to do something about it to God to show my sorrow, to show my contrition. 
Our Old Testament reading, the first reading for today, gave us the answer. The very last line, it states, Water quenches a flaming fire, and so alms atones for sins. Think of that. Think of like a campfire. You dump a a bucket of water onto it, and of course, instantly, it's out. That's what God is saying with almsgiving with regards to our sins. Water quenches a flaming fire, and so alms atones for sins. That's what you can do to make up, if you will, to show your contrition, your sorrow to God for the sins you've committed in the past. Your humility will help to bring out more of that for you face to face, and you're like, okay, now, here it is, God. I'm giving alms for this purpose to make atonement for my sins. We do that for the deepest meaning of all, the deepest meaning, which was the last line from the gospel for today. God himself, Jesus Christ stating, help the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. Blessed indeed will you be because of their inability to repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. In other words, you're building up treasure for yourself in heaven. Humility pushes you to see ourselves for who we truly are in our sinful nature. We see what sins we've committed. It pushes us to want to do something about it so we have wisdom from scripture to tell us to give alms, feed the poor, help with financially to help out the poor, soup kitchens, anything to help the poor, those in need, so that we can atone for our sins to ultimately help us build up treasure in heaven. And that's our goal. Our goal is to draw closer to our Lord Jesus Christ, which humility does, and building up that almsgiving builds up that treasure in heaven It's where we all want to end up one day. Indeed, the beauty and glory of heaven. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.